With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Friday night and it is the Tech Vibe Neighborhood Tour with People's Gas at peoples-gas.com here at the Energy Innovation Center. It keeps getting better. Covestro's Bright Room. This is we have like the most amazing view of Pittsburgh as we do the show. Too bad we can't show you, but I will I will describe it. I will describe it. We I mean are, it's almost three hundred and sixty degrees. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is it is craziness here. And we just yeah. love being able to work with companies like People's Gas to take the show on the road and talk to the companies that are making it happen. And obviously we're gonna be talking about energy companies. We of are. all sorts and kinds. We're gonna let them all in. We're gonna let them all in because there's so many great stories to be told that we have to we have to get to kick it off immediately. And we have a, a no stranger, Ron Godovic from Windstacks. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Hey, Ron, being, I haven't seen you in a Being while. part of the I tour. Do. I'm yeah. happy to be here. I always like it making the downtown. Great to catch up with what you're up to these days. So why don't you give us, just for our listeners, real what quick, is Winstax? what does it say? Sure, Winstax sure. is. Well, Winstax is a uh, company, we were founded in Pittsburgh. Uh, we're a manufacturing company. We actually developed the largest vertical axis wind turbine in the United States and manufacture it here. And dare I say the most beautiful. Oh, well, thank you very I'm much. I'm just saying, I, they, I, are, I, they are aesthetically pleasing. I'd like to agree with you. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. As the, uh, as the OEM, uh, we get the benefit of painting them whatever colors and logos uh, that our customers want. So where else do you get a windmill that's not gray? You know, exactly. You get something that's... Uh, and if you're driving across the Rankin Bridge, mm-hmm. you just look down on Braddock. You can see a few of them standing up along the riverbank. Yes, if yes. If you drive along past the, the energy... Yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah, we have three of our 40-foot wind stacks uh, powering uh, a manufacturing facility called Epic Metals. It mm-hmm. powers their lighting sure. in their facility. Yeah, down along the Mon Valley. See, I didn't realize they were actually... I thought they were just looking... They were just hanging out just to look cool, but and they they're do. actually working. They're producing electricity. Yes. So yeah. describe them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you know, uh, a lot of our customers describe them as functional art. They, they're a uh, triangular steel frame with a uh, generally an aluminum cylinder mm-hmm. running up the center. So it's it's a different twist on a wind turbine design. It's in fact our patented design, our patented rotor design that it, uh, it takes uh, wind at lower elevations that is more turbulent um, and something that we see like in the urban environments or on the Mon It's Valley. windy out there today. We're walking oh, up the it, hill here. It's, it's windy, all right. Your wind stack's doing like 100,000 RPM out there right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's buzzing away. We love windy days, yes, yeah. Uh, you but, should uh, be in the Netherlands right now. Yeah, yeah, yes, I guess so. <laughs> but, yeah, we started off with uh, smaller turbines at 20 foot and 40 foot, and now we have 60 and 80 foot util- utility scale turbines, with twice as tall as that one, wow. that um, we continue to, to grow. So we're a homegrown Pittsburgh-based manufacturer. We built these in the Strip District until yeah, we recently moved out to Plumborough. You had that great one on the curb. Oh, yes. Out there yeah, the you remember yep, that? Yes, I yeah, do. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. so cool. Was, for lack of space, we stored it on the curb. Uh, yeah. uh, so, 
Uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's been a it's been a nice ride for us here in Pittsburgh, and some of our best customers are really right in our backyard. But who we are, have, yeah, who are your customers? Who are some people oh, that are putting these in? You know, we have um, we just finished our second contract with the U.S. Navy. We have wind turbines wow. out in uh, Ventura, California, and went through the wildfires out there and the mudslides oh, recently. Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, we have a turbine as far away as Bahrain in the Middle East, um, and uh, wow. we have a, a new distributor in Morocco in, in, in Morocco. And so where are you seeing the trends? Where are you seeing the early adopters, obviously? Yeah, you know, there was a, there was a, a, a kind of a audible gasp in the industry when the Trump administration came right. on with we, we in green mm-hmm. energy. No one really knew what was going right. to happen. Right. What's up with this? Right. And the Paris Accord uh, issues mm-hmm. as well. But I have to say, um, it's been the best thing for our business because I, what we saw is a new resolve by companies to, to say, say, we're going, we're doing this. We, don't know it, we don't need anyone to tell us that we need to go green. We're going to go green on ourselves because we know sustainability is good for business. It's good for us. And uh, so our niche has been in not only the wind turbine space, but what's called micro grids right. where we store the electricity that we generate and then that stored electricity is used to run right. loads. So Ron, if I were a home, I am a homeowner, if I were interested, if, could a homeowner put mm-hmm. one of these cool turbines in their front yard or backyard and then hook it into their house and could it help produce electricity for your home and kind of offset Sure. your normal usage on the grid or put energy back into the grid. Yes, yes, okay. uh, indeed. In, in fact, when we first started, uh, about half of our customers were residential and half commercial. We, mm-hmm. We've leaned a little more heavily towards uh, commercial and industrial lately. Okay. But this year, we just uh, began taking residential orders again. We just couldn't really keep up. We have a lot of repeat customers. I could see someone having solar panels on the roof and then having a exactly. wind turbine and having right, make, right. maybe like a, some sort of a heat pump or something like that. Yes. A little yes. bit of everything kind of going well, on. Well, that's right. And we're like a buffet of energy production. <laughs> well, you know, we've always our philosophy has always been that um, America's energy solution is a is a mixed solution of traditional uh, and more efficient uh, fossil fuels right. development, along mm-hmm. with wind, solar, hydro, uh, etc. So, all of our systems are hybrid, wind or solar or uh, CHP, um, which you probably just uh, heard yeah. about earlier. Uh, so that's been a big um, a big benefit to us that we do take a hybrid approach. So we have residential customers that have our 20-foot units and 40-foot units in their side yards and are essentially off-grid. Uh, That's so, so cool. We, we can do that, and uh, we do like to do that as well. So it's uh, we've even painted our uh, wind turbine towers uh, Anderson window brown to match a home's windows. Ah, <laughs> nice. So again, it's like functional art. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and of course, you saw our wind turbines on the Rachel Carson Bridge yes. out here. Yeah, yeah. Right. 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 27,000 LEDs. That's right. so that cool. Awesome. Yeah, Only right. in Pittsburgh. Only, Only in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yes, That's yes. why it's so cool. We've got, we got a couple minutes left. People want to learn more about Windstacks. Where sure. can they go and, and check out your awesome machines? Yeah, yeah. So uh, now, just looking out our window here at the Energy Innovation Center is our latest uh, installation in, right in the city of Pittsburgh. And on, on the Lower Hill District, we have a 40-foot wind turbine here um, that is powering one of our newer products, which is a portable microgrid. It's a, yeah. it's a 800-pound, essentially, battery pack that um, you can take your wind energy 
anywhere you want to. It's it's motorized. You can uh, move it around the building. So for eight hundred pounds, yes, doesn't yeah. sound so well, nimble, but but it's motorized. But you can it's motorized. you can drive it. Can drive and, uh, it. It's, nice. Uh, yeah. So if for uh, somewhere like here, where construction is going on all the time, and you don't want to have noisy generators going on, you can literally move your wind turb- wind energy from one location to the other. Aim it into the wind, and off you go. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> it's a it's a new product line for us. We uh, just sold some down into uh, Florida and Puerto Rico, uh, where you know they're right, having trouble. Yep, yeah, because not only can't you get great. power, you can't get diesel say. or gas to right. run your generator. They need right. their whole so island surrounded by these things. So you're township now. Uh-huh. Plum, so yeah, plum people want to come and visit you. Well, you know, the funny thing is uh, that was just to be our warehouse and assembly plant, and our hope is where's to, the showroom floor. The showroom floor <laughs> we're hoping is going to be right behind us up on the second floor oh, in the energy station. the IC. Yeah, so we're looking to bring our all of our administrative and R&D functions back here downtown. So hopefully that's going to happen later this year. Oh my gosh, you're giving me... So awesome. It's great. It's great that you're here. It's great that you're doing this against all odds and it's great (laughs) that the world is knowing about you now. Oh, well, thank you so much. And uh, it's it's been fun. I I can't think of a better place to have started the company than in Pittsburgh. Wow, It's been great and who would have thought Energy Innovation Center ten years ago and here we are. Absolutely. We got a great show in front of us. We love hanging out with People's Gas here. We have Morgan O'Brien, the head of People's Gas, will be joining us as our last interview of the show today. And we also have uh, Dr. Chris Howard from Robert Morris University, where they have some activities going on here at the uh, Energy Innovation Center. And uh, just a great show all the way around in front of us. I cannot wait to, to, to bring more interviews from the scene here. So much fun stuff happening. Yeah, so uh, it was great. Keep Thanks your dial tuned. It was my pleasure. We Thanks appreciate it, Ron. Keep, keep twisting out there. Fighting the, like the good fight. Fighting the good fight. Absolutely. Hey, we're taking a quick break. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. Go to peoples-gas.com as well and check out all the great stuff that they're up to. And uh, this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. So happy you could join us tonight hanging out with the Tech Vibe Neighborhood Tour at the Energy Innovation Center. To get even more precise, we're in the Cadestro Bright Room. I love this place. I know. And we are with we are with one of the we are with one of the people here that made this happen. We have Bill Miller here. Bill, thanks for hanging out. It's hard for me to take my eyes off of the view. Isn't it great? It is awesome. I just don't know where else there's a view like this. Except if you just go up a little bit more on the hill. Yeah, and, right. we're, and we're going to keep this view. You know, it, uh, there's nothing that's going to change in our horizon that's uh, going to impede it. That exactly. View. So yeah, we're, we're pretty happy yeah, about this. It's great. So, Bill, tell us about the Energy Innovation Center. Our listeners want to know. <laughs> there's so much to hear. So, where, yeah, where, where do we start? Like the history of this place is pretty yeah, amazing. Because as we well. use the building as an instrument of what we do here, maybe, exactly. maybe a little history would, would help. Right. Definitely, I agree. definitely. Give us a little history. Absolutely. The building was designed and built by the Pittsburgh School Board uh, in 19. 19- and built in the commission in 1930. Uh, it was designed to be their boat tech training, career technical education training platform. During the Depression. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Huh. It, it, um, it has a, a an academic building, which is very traditional. Um, you would recognize that there are lockers and hallways, lockers, right. and classrooms. It's complemented by a full-size gymnasium, Olympic-sized swimming pool, and, and 750-seat aud- auditorium. Uh, just a really nice state-of-the-art school from 19, you know, in the early 1930s. 
Um, and then all, the building that you're in, uh, it's characterized by the sawtooth roof, uh, by the shape of the roof. Exactly. The angles. Uh, it was all their labs. So at any one time, they had 28 to 30 different labs. Really? Depending on what industry's demands were. Okay. So they had, they, had a, they had a theory that, that uh, they should be in close contact with industry and they should relay to industry what their skill sets were necessary to be accomplished. Not much changes in well, 75 know, years, right? <laughs> it was a good idea in 1930. Yeah. Yeah, great idea. Now. Guess what? It's, it's still, still pretty good idea. Yeah, absolutely, so, still like a great so, idea. So, so like fundamentally, you know, we operate that same way. Our industry partners relate to us exactly what skill sets are necessary to be, you know, uh, to be accomplished within within their industry, and, and we respond to that with academic programs and, and deliver on that and get these folks from unemployment to, to employment through, through that process. Exactly. Now, the rest of the building, uh, outside of our academic program, which is very strong and very important factor what we do, the building was designed uh, to be an academic training tool in and of itself. It is a living living lab. It's like a living lab, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we, we set out to, uh, as at, at the beginning stages, to really look at this uh, differently than most buildings, adaptive reuse of facilities are because of that. We, it really had to interact with the training platform and the research platforms that we're adding to, to the building. So I'm a firm believer of integrated concurrent engineering principles, which basically means that all parties who can influence design of a building should be at the table from the very beginning, and there should be a tremendous amount of interaction between all the disciplines of that activity, to include commissioning. Uh, commissioning is, is something that we are under uh, continuous commissioning, which means we're monitoring the performance of this building all the time. All, all, all the time. So it's a living building. It is. We're, we're gathering over 9,000 data points you know, every five minutes. There. Every five minutes. Like what? What kind of data? Well, almost all moving parts of the building, uh, motors, uh, uh, sequencers, we're, are all sending data back to us. Now, why, does that, why is that important? Yeah. Well, we run that through an algorithm that helps us understand how the building is behaving and performing. So adjustments can be made. So we're... we're, we're so like if I'm feeling a little chilly... You'll be able to. Uh, yeah, and those are very typical in a building. But even, even, are the motors running at the right RPMs? When you get lead, when we are lead platinum, when you get that sticker, oh, that's sticker true. on the door, you you should obtain some optimization right. in your systems. Uh, but that that stops actually actually after platinum is as high the, as you can go, right? Platinum I mean, is as yeah. high as you can go. Um, yeah, but that stops the day. Once you get that that uh, certification, you know, your your time is really kind of. You can just stop being efficient from that point forward. Mm-hmm. Now, most people are, you know, do that for a reason; and they continue the process. Right. Well, we do that, and you know, we we have to walk that walk. For sure, we, we have to have continuous commissioning. So, what I find really interesting is how all the Pittsburgh institutions have rallied behind this. The different the universities, private industry, they all have labs in here. They're all have gone and gotten behind what the EIC is all about. You know, we, we, um, what we were trying to create in a, a conceptual format was really to have a neutral platform where people can operate what, you know, what they're currently doing outside of the building. They can operate in the building autonomously, but they can also interact and be a part of the total dynamic of, of the facility. Okay. So, for instance, Pitt is doing work here that really lifts it from the university general research and advancing science process 
to a platform where they can they can intersect with the private sector without being encumbered by intellectual property issues. Whoa, no, which, is a bit, cool. which is a big barrier. It's a, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, Bob Meter, our president, and myself, helped produce set a platform like this about eight years ago. Okay, and, and they got it and grew it exponentially. And, and MIT, Stanford, Cal, those folks get that CMUs, you know, very much right. like that. Um, you know, th- these larger research institutions are are. Um, are paying more attention to how they how they inter, interact right. uh, and, and intertwine with the uh, development of, of real uh, practical application technologies. So this allows them to do that. They, they simply come here and they're not you know, they don't have to go to the intellectual property office. They simply start working on the problem, and they brought researchers here that. Um, have a a, uh, a background in the private sector, so that they, they they know the language and the culture on on the private sector side, and obviously on the university side as well. So I mean that that's a that's kind of a magical time when when, when that really starts to work well. Sure. And so industry you know follows them. It, it follows other things that are happening in the building. Again, we're responding on the workforce development side of that equation to listen and respond to the market demands, and, and using our academic partners and creating our own curriculum and delivery methods to satisfy that demands. And on the technology advancement side, you know, we want to be a, a big part of, of, of that solution as well. Absolutely. So tell us about your thoughts with People's Gas. Like, you know, they're sponsoring the show tonight with us, you know, bringing out the welcome mat for us. Mm-hmm. Obviously, big, big institution here in Pittsburgh, and obviously with, with the EIC mm-hmm. and how they can kind of make this happen. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, that's, that's, that's another great example of a partnership where we have, we have an asset that they can leverage. Right. You know, we, we talked about these micro turbines, uh, that, that technology uh, as an additive a manufacturing process they can implement here. One, if they, if they install these in more places, they, you know, the logic is they're going to sell more gas, so they're incentivized to certainly you know, promote that technology. And we're the platform where that, that can be demonstrated and really monitored and really understand what that return on investment should be. So the manufacturers can state that you know, this should give you a return on investment by by, by this this margin. Well, we can actually test that out and, 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 and that, validate it, and, and that's, yeah. what, that's what we're doing here. Love so, it. and and it's to, our building is designed to bolt on technology. So it's designed so we, we can capture that data, right. we can translate that data, and right. we, we can form you know, put that through an algorithm. It helps us really really understand you know the the, uh, the real value of of the technology. So we're sure. here with Bill Miller at the Energy Innovation. Center, what it, give us one thing that you want our listeners to know. Well, I think we're 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 open for business, and and and, and we're we we are really looking forward to enter this, this intersection where lots of creative activity can happen. And we really want this to be the thought center, and and really taking it from thought all the way through to, to form that into a, an action plan that really has tangible, uh, you know, definable results at the end of the day. So we bring our corporate partners here. We really want to. It's interesting to have discussions, academic discussions, about how we can solve energy problems and efficiencies. But how do you translate that into an action plan? And and that's the part of the equation we want to be very much a part of. Sure. I I mean, Pittsburgh is so blessed to have this as a resource here. And I think it's one of the things that's making Pittsburgh the great city that it is. We're glad you're doing what you're doing. People want to learn more about the Energy Innovation Center. Where can they go? 
and like nerd out and get more details. You know, I, I think you know one stop by. Yeah. You know, uh, certainly making an introduction to us uh, formally would, would be helpful. Get a great tour of all the awesome. Yeah, we, we uh, we've given a lot of tours. Uh, we, we think uh, working with small groups one at a time has been beneficial to us and Excellent. beneficial to the people who are receiving the tour. So we we take that time to to, to do that. Uh, I mean, certainly go online. There's information online that we definitely do a little research before us before they get here. But, Fantastic uh, stuff. Very good. Excellent. Once again, thank you. Another great story here on Tech Vibe wouldn't happen without People's Gas. Go to peoples-gas.com. We're taking a quick break. We are coming right back with more Tech Vibe Radio from the Energy Innovation Center, right here at the Cavestro Bright Room. It's bright, man. I love it. <laughs> this is Jonathan Curtis. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. There's no better way to spend your Friday night than listening to Tech Vibe Radio, especially when we take it on the road to the Energy Innovation Center with People's Gas, peoples-gas.com. And Audrey, we have a guest on our show right now that I'm really pumped about. We've been trying for a while to get this guy on the show. Really? Because yes. he's like too busy for us? like too busy and stuff. I'm like, oh, I don't know if Dr. Howard can stop by, but no, no, we're, we're really pumped because Robert Morris University is one of the coolest assets our region has, and we really want to put a spotlight on some of the great work they do. And they're doing some work here at the Energy Innovation Center. And who better to talk to than Dr. Chris Howard? He just runs the place, right? Thank you very so, much. Thanks for stopping by, Dr. Howard. I we really do appreciate it. Good How long start. have you been over at RMU now? Uh, been almost two years. It hasn't been yeah. two it's years. Only feels like twenty, but it's it only two. Like <laughs> a month to me. That's yeah. awesome. RMU, RMU years are like dog years. One equals seven. But February first will be two years, and it's been a, a wonderful run. And our work with EIC and with energy concerns and technology have been a big part of our success and what we've done in the past. What we're going to do in the future. But you brought a whole new perspective to RMU. You brought not just your own personal energy, but your ability to connect across the entire ecosystem yeah, locally and beyond. Point. You're so nice to we say that. Really, no, it's true. I've been doing this gig for 10 years. I see it. Well, and nice so we're that. really thrilled. But let's dig in a little bit. We're here at the Energy Innovation Center, and you've sort of built this new presence here. So yes. talk about that, because that's what we're knitting together. Well, we story. like to call yeah. this uh, the Notorious EIC. Uh, for those <laughs> that like Biggie EIC. Smalls, uh, <laughs> nice. the rapper, the Notorious EIC, B-I-G, EIC. You didn't think that President Howard would be talking about oh, Biggie Smalls. And I'll, I'll drop a Tupac line in there, too. <laughs> oh, but, my goodness. In all, in, in all seriousness, we're, we're so happy, as you said, Audrey and John, and to be a part of the ecosystem, uh, the network, the, the fiber, the fiber optic that, that kind of screws all of us together between industry, higher education, nonprofit, uh, etc. And uh, um, so, no better place than to do it in a place like EIC, where I'm sitting around and you on radio and don't see this uh, with a people's gas uh, um, uh, tablecloth. Exactly. Very right? yeah. so good. They'll see that, yeah. and also with the Cavestro piece right. as well. Yeah. And what are we doing? We, what we what we bring is our our, our higher education bona fides. And we have a, uh, a wonderful space uh, that, that uh, we've raised some dollars for, which is great, where we're offering um, certificates, two certificate, certificate programs in advanced manufacturing, a.k.a. 3D, 3D print, printing. Yeah, and there will be 18 credit hours each, one at the graduate level and one at the undergraduate level. Very cool. Now, oh, wow. So now what this also does, it feeds into our commitment to advanced manufacturing. Definitely. Period, as a university, including manufacturing engineering, where we offer the only Bachelor of Science, accredited Bachelor of Science in, in Manufacturing and Engineering in the Commonwealth. That's why I said you were just wow. asked up to the region because so you're doing things they, like that. Yes. Well, where Love are it. they going? So where are these students going? Give us some examples well, about it, where they're 
hand it off to? A, a couple things. I would say first, where are they coming from? Because these are our traditional students, but also our non-traditional students. Ah. We did a great. Uh, we didn't do it in this space. We'll do it here in the future. We we could work with Google and another organization. I think it was GE and Google to do a 3D um, advanced manufacturing uh, boot camp last summer. Right. So these folks are coming from veteran space or coming from traditional space, etc. But where are they going? Uh, they're going in every space in this in the, in the city. Right. I mean, um, we have a great relationship with the GE additive, additive manufacturing in Finley, led by Jennifer right. Sapola, who's on our board of visitors for our School of Engineering, Math, and Sciences. So that's one. Of, that's kind of a pure play. But there's not really any tech space or engineering space where we're not ending up. They're not ending up because they have kind of design skills. Ah. Um, they understand the manufacturing piece. Um, in some ways, they're almost like industrial engineers because they're problem solvers as well. So we, we've, we've got a kind of a mix of where they're going to. But I did want to just, again, reiterate where they're coming from everywhere. So, so all your listeners out there, whether they be, you know, 17 or right. 70, we're offering something to help them advance their really skill set great. in this area. And so the master's program? Anything about the master's program where people are going? Um, again, this this is just about the launch, but we, we okay. don't we don't go um, live in this space until April. Oh, good. Construction's so in place, program. about That's to happen. Great. Okay. But we still got something that we've done already on campus, and so I, I know that they're putting themselves in a position again. Name the sector. That's great. They're going to be they're going to be eligible, and then there's also opportunity to kind of go back. It's almost in some ways. Um, things like advanced manufacturing, um, a little bit like uh, uh, IT and healthcare. You can keep going back and getting additional credentials, additional lifelong learning. Oh, I love that, which is so important. It's critical. I mean, it it's isn't like all of a sudden you get a degree and it's over. Because it's, it's lifelong learning. You know? And so you being able to sort of feed that pipeline is something that we've totally missed here. Absolutely. I think you're right. And I, what, I, what I like is that it's, it's us and it's, it's it, back to your point about the ecosystem. Sometimes right. it's on the job, sometimes other universities. But we're, we like the fact that we can do credential stacking, things that are non-degree. You know, they don't they lead to a certificate, not a degree. But you right. get a certificate now, then you get a degree later. I see. And so the so certificate on. sometimes is so much more important. Because it gives you the need. skills it's to start working now. That's right. You know, and get into the field that you want to get into. Yes. As far he, as that is. You've been able to attract students from all over the world, yes. even in the last couple of years. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, especially you know, in your engineering department. Very much so. Very much so. we recently did uh, some coverage on the engineering department in TV right. Magazine. When I saw the different folks from around the world to become engineers through your school, my mind went like this. Well, the engineering program is the fastest growing degree program in the university. You know, people didn't know Robert Morris or Bobby Moe back then. Oh, Robert Morris means business. Uh, My joke is that Bobby Moe has now gone Bobby Pro. Bobby Pro. In the sense that that we're all about the professions, whether it be nursing and health sciences, um, communication information systems, education, teaching, um, obviously our accounting degree, actuarial science, etc. But back to the engineering piece, yes, that's a very robust piece led by Dr. Maria Kalevich. Yes, we have a dynamic woman Mm -hmm. leading the School of Engineering. Math she's and awesome. Sciences. She's from great. another country. Too. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Right. Uh, um, she is from uh, from Russia. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. from Russia originally. Uh, not not Russia, Pennsylvania, but Russia, Russia. Exactly right. <laughs> there isn't a Russia. There's not a Russia. Well, there's something like it Russia. seems like it's yes. California, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys have confused me. Trust me, I'm it's all sure. good. <laughs> but, but she's done. She's done a great job. She's a great visionary for mm-hmm. the for the school. And, and why have you attracted so many people from different places, Jonathan, to your 
right. point. Uh, my mantra about Pittsburgh in general, about Robert Morris, is that we're big enough to matter, yet small enough to care. Big enough to matter, yet small enough to care. So you get the scale that makes you feel like right. a Pitt or a Carnegie Mellon or a Stanford. You're not lost in the crowd. But though. you're not lost in the crowd. Right. Sometimes we feel more like uh, Washington, Jefferson, and Williams, and sometimes we feel more like Carnegie uh, Mellon and Pitt. With an awesome you know? engineering department. And, and on top of yeah. it, a great engineering program that's really focused on getting people into the workforce and doing human capital development. We uh, have great relationships, for example, with Carnegie Mellon. I mentioned them before. Right. Uh, but they're more on the theoretical side. You know, they're 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 in, they're building the 17th internet out there, and they're kind and of. That's not, that's not for everyone. And, exactly. and we're blessed to have them in our town. So right. we we kind of found our sweet spot, whether right. it be in um, things around cyber or things around advanced manufacturing. We kind of know what we know right. who we are. And you work so people. you work so closely with industry because they're on your board, and so you work with them to know what their needs are, and you are able to quickly adapt your curriculum. Sure. To provide those workers that's, to fill the need, which I thought was just so Well, cool. I would say this. I would Just two more things. So I'd say in terms of our board, yes, uh, people like the CEO of People's uh, Gas, uh, Morgan O'Brien, on our board, Robert Morris graduate. The head of ATI, Huge Rich Harshman. He's so a Robert Morris pride. graduate, um, and he's also on our board. And the list goes on and on. And, uh, Norm right. Mitri, who right. runs uh, Heritage Valley. So if you were to feed my board, uh, Army's board, uh, uh, some bad Chinese food, and they were to get sick, you know, <laughs> half of Pittsburgh would, would be out of commission because, you know, these are the captains of industry. Exactly So, right. you know, we, we make sure that the Chinese food and all the food is very good. Very good for them. Nobody ever gets <laughs> sick. This is very, very important. But I want to but the one thing about the engineering piece, which I wanted, that I've just been kind of chewing on as of late, I just noticed okay. it. We just hired a new football coach, and uh, he's got a great recruiting class coming in. And I mention that because a fair amount of these guys and gals that come to our, come to Robert Morris and are student athletes, they major in engineering, they major in health sciences because we make it very user friendly to be. In nursing or engineering or information uh, rather systems. Rather than communications. Yeah, and no offense against communication whatsoever, <laughs> but you know, not every campus is as friendly when right. it comes to right. getting their student athletes wow. into some of these STEM-related degrees. And we don't, you know, there's a young lady who turned down several lacrosse scholarships to other D1 schools because she wanted to be pre-med and play D1 lacrosse. And it was just we're just more able to do that. We're more accommodating than the school. So that gives us a little bit more of a geographic spread. Exactly. That. No, I love it. I love. We got a couple minutes left. What about I mean, research over at? Yeah. Yes. We've been doing some research. I mean, people don't think of that, and I I, I, every time I hear like. Oh my gosh! There's research going on. There is. Um, uh, it falls under Dr. Daria Jacobs' uh, outfit, uh, senior vice provost of Robert Morris. And over the years, Robert Morris has gone from being just a hands-on institution to doing research. We are a national doctoral granting R3 university, research three. Pitt, mm-hmm. Carnegie Mellon, um, Penn, Penn State, they're R1s, but we're an R3. So we're in the same group of 250 ranked schools. So yeah, we do research like we do with our engineering program in terms of being a bit more hands-on and focused on workforce stuff. Our focus on engineering is, is, is very practical, very hands-on. So for example, we got a National Science Foundation grant, NSF grant, right? Robert Morris, NSF grant, pretty cool. And it's focusing on cyber, and it's about mobile forensic cyber work, and it's very, very hands-on. It's people going to go work at PNC, going to work in the FBI, and we're worth a consortium other school. Gap. There is. And, 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 you know, the scientific community needs that, or the corporate side, the federal side, and we've been able to fill that niche, and you're going to see more to come. Listen, we have tried to pack in so much I by know. talking to you. First of all, thank you for taking the time. 
Thank you for being a part of the community. Thank you for filling in the gaps well, that we have. Exactly. And, uh, thanks for bringing your passion to the table, thanks man. That's just, what I love uh, about hanging it. With us. I appreciate exactly. it, guys. Yeah, you're you making us feel like we're not doing it. Right. <laughs> well, Jonathan, you're not. You're not doing it. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Thank so you, John. If you want to learn more about Robert Morris, where can they go and, and, and oh, check easy. you guys out? Yeah, www.rmu.edu. Or just Google Robert Morris University. I can't even remember that. That's yeah, crying out loud. A lot of good things happening. Follow us on social media and follow me on social media. Right. We're doing a lot, a lot of yeah. interesting things around STEM. We're glad you're in town doing what you're doing. Wish you continued success moving forward at Robert Morris University. Thank so, you. Well, we love bringing the show out, bringing great folks in to talk so about what they're fun. doing here at the Energy Innovation Center with People's Gas. Yeah. Uh, we're, we get to have way too much fun. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, we're taking a quick break. We're coming right back. Just remember, go to peoples-gas.com to check them out. Go to pghtech.org and see how for the past 35 years the Pittsburgh Technology Council has been doing what it's been doing to help technology companies succeed. And also go to pghtechfuse.com, our new media hub. We've got some great we content on there. All types of good stuff. So, anyway, we're taking a quick break. We are coming right back. I swear, this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Welcome back. You are listening to Tech Vibe Radio, the neighborhood tour with People's Gas. Love hanging out here at the Cavestro Bright Room and the Energy Innovation Center. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, getting a little bit of history here about what this place was and where it is now is really pretty exciting. It's just way too cool to be here, and we have Morgan O'Brien with us. This is the guy behind People's Gas. Here you go. Yeah, thanks for (laughs) stopping out and hanging out with us tonight. I appreciate you guys doing what you're doing here. This is great. We get so pumped up to take the show on the road. Because to us, it's like we're we're, where the action is happening in the Energy Innovation Center along with People. I mean, these are some big foundational things going on. Yeah, absolutely. It is. So what's exciting most to you right now? Yeah, what's what's, what's firing you up? You know, um, I I start with, uh, you know, as a region, right, all the wonderful things that are going on here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in my world, I sit and think about, you know, this region is sitting on an incredibly large natural gas reserve, right? right? And you say, well, how large? Well, it's the largest in the United States. It's the second largest in the world. Is it? The, is the second Marcellus largest? The second, and you're talking largest. about the Utica as the Mar- well as, as the Marcellus. That's like okay. one big play now, right? So the gas that's in the ground is the second most amount of gas to be pulled out of, yet to be pulled out of the earth, mm-hmm. second largest in the world, the largest in the United States. And then you say to yourself, so what do we do with that? Right. right. right? So if all we do are put holes in the ground, and suck the gas out and move it to Chicago and Atlanta and New York, right? No big deal, right? So the question becomes, how do we take all the positive things that are going on in this region Mm -hmm. and take advantage of having all this gas? And that's Mm -hmm. really... Is that what uh, keeps you up at night? It's what keeps me going during the day. (laughs) It does. It does. does. And, you know, and we've, we've gotten into this... We've got all this incredible call it the Amazon buzz that's going on, right? We've got mm-hmm. the uh, innovation, technology. Right, the world we, we live in. We yeah. are so smart and cutting edge. And I'm in this old gas world, right? But I've got so much of it, and it's so important. And so I always tell people you have one or two reactions when you're in that old world to innovation hmm. and technology, right? Okay. You yeah. either You either fight it and create barriers because I'm afraid of it. I don't know what it means for me. I know what the old, old world looked like. Sure. I don't know what tomorrow brings, so I fight it. Right. Or I take an approach that says I want to embrace it and help define it. Mm-hmm. And I think the way I would describe our strategy is we're trying to embrace it 
and help define the future of the region and how we benefit from being so smart, so techy, right. so cutting edge, right. and utilizing this natural gas resource that we have to bring the two together. And so that's it's, the secret sauce. So what's I mean, our that we horizon that, right? for that? What do you think our horizon I, I is think, in terms of time? I think it's we've got the next five years, and then I think if we don't take advantage of it and don't create the positive momentum, all we're going to see are really big pipes that take that gas yeah, stuff away. Yeah, okay. Really, potentially. Even export it. exporting it overseas. So, so the, the next five years, and really today it starts, is mm-hmm. how do we take the things that you guys are engaged right. with, bring it into our world, right. and get people excited about it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you talk about touring the center, and one of the things we did here was we wanted to bring some of that technology here in a very visible place mm-hmm. that people who are planning the future of the region, thinking about developments, right. thinking about modern manufacturing, can actually come here and see some of the technology right. at work. And so we've got a combined heat and power unit in the basement of this building that oh. you can literally walk around and see the technology working. It's producing electricity, it's creating heat, it's using natural gas that we have here in this region. And it's having a huge environmental benefit um, as the old alternative of buying your electricity off of the grid. So what do you want uh, the the folks who are actually representing, in many ways, traditional technology and innovation, what do you want them to know and carry with them in terms of this time? Because you have have an imminent time frame. Yeah, and so what, what, we've, what we've tried to do and what we're trying to do here today is put out a welcome mat to say, if you've got ideas and you've got cutting-edge innovation oh. that utilizes energy, right. we want to help you make it happen. Okay. And we don't necessarily um, have the, the tech people here. We don't have the, right. the R&D that's mm-hmm. going on. It's, it's an open door. And um, we started with a partnership with Carnegie Mellon University on something as simple as how do we replace the pipes in the ground. Mm. We, We partnered with CMU, who had a federal grant to do a study on methane emissions and environmental issues, and they educated our folks on those issues. And they said, that's really unusual for a utility to sort of embrace an environmental issue and really look at technology to help them become smarter. And they said to me, we also have a bunch of other technology that's being developed associated with the university. And we, one by one, we've been knocking on those doors to say, we can become either a place for you to play in the sandbox or an avenue to our customers Mm -hmm. that we can educate those customers on what the technology is that you're doing. We have a pilot program that we're going to roll out later this year where we're going to bring fuel cells into people's homes where you basically take natural gas and the big environmental issue with fossil fuels is that we burn it. Right, and what happens when you burn it? You got the emissions, and you don't want the emissions, so exactly eliminates the emissions. So a fuel cell is just like a big battery, right? And all it does is has a chemical reaction and takes the natural gas, separates the elements of that natural gas, and creates basically like a battery electricity. And the only waste is water. And it's wow. uh, that's impressive. And is that water reusable? Could it's it reusable. It might even like be cleaner water? than PWSA, for all I know. So, Ooh. Oh, Ooh. oh my goodness! So, okay, it probably is. So, uh, so, but, 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 but the, the the invite is 
we want to help people with ideas mm-hmm. and technology. That's so, so we combine it, yeah. combine it with right. the, the natural gas resource and say, I'm I'm the utility. Right. I don't I don't know all the applications, all the right. processes. Right. Um, but we want to become a place where people come and say we could partner with them, and they can actually help can, our and, business plan. And I'm expand. imagining that across almost anything. Anything right? it has anything. to go across. I'm yeah. imagining that across anything, anything to helping you optimize inefficiencies. Absolutely. To new solutions. We, we've had. Um, People bring us uh, drones with technology, that infrared technology that can detect where uh, potential gas leaks are going to occur under bridges. Pretty we have important. all these bridges, and we have to have a person who literally gets on yeah, safety equipment, and it's a big climb deal underneath to there, go right? underneath the bridge. Now but they have a drone that can fly drone underneath and zips check it through out. there, and actually provides us real live technology. Um, one of the uh, technologies that Carnegie Mellon connect us with is a little robot. Mm-hmm. And I say little, it can actually go through a four-inch pipe and can video inside the pipe to tell you where, start predicting where potential issues could happen and actually um, provide exact GPS markings of that pipe, so as people are tearing up roads... They know exactly right. where to go or not to go, This right? isn't, mm-hmm. like, within a couple of feet. This is within exactly where the pipe exactly is. Exactly right. where it is. And so we're, we're trying to literally say to, say to folks, there's all kinds of applications, and, and we're not defining what those are. We're not the ones creating it, mm-hmm. um, but really trying to accept it and right. say, the world's going to change, technology is going to drive us there, and we want to help see that happen and help define it. Well, I think the other thing is this urgency that you've got. Yeah. By saying we have like this five-year window that we either decide what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. Absolutely. Or else. Exactly. That's, that's quite a call to action. It is a call to action, and it happens at a time when we look around the region, right, and we've got all this exciting I'll call it momentum, right? right? We do. And so we're, we want to play in that momentum to build even more momentum, right. right? So this is this is not taking a car that's completely stopped and trying to create some motion here. This is a region where there's a lot of positive things. We're doing 60 right now. And 60. We doing 120. And, and exactly. <laughs> and, and most of it's all around the ideas right. of technology, innovation. And we're saying, you know, for mostly almost every application, energy's involved. Exactly. And if we can play a part in bringing that... We've got, I call it a sandbox to play. It's such a cool, forward-looking attitude. You a fun job. I thought I had a fun job. I think think Morgan's job is more fun than your job. I think you just trumped it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, we're having fun. It keeps us up at night. How about that? I know. I'm sure it does. And only in Pittsburgh, where you're going to combine tech and energy and have it all here, and then have leaders like you be able to recognize that and then pair these together and say, we have to do this in five years. I'm feeling urgent now as a result of this. I'm sitting here, my wheels are turning. Absolutely. Five years goes by very quick. Yep. That's nothing. Right. And we've got all these smart people sitting in their basements and in the back office of a garage, you know, working on tomorrow's solutions. Right. Well, you never know where the next innovation is going to come from. Exactly. I mean, I look out the window here and I see Ron Godovic's Windstack out exactly. there. So exactly. That was a backyard innovation as so well. So do you do anything for fun? Uh, I do. My, my life's fun. So I, I, that's how I define it. So uh, I have the best job in the world. I work with the best people in the you world. Do. You really And do. I'm in an incredibly lucky situation right now sitting where we are you from are. a business perspective. Yeah. Wow. This is Morgan O'Brien if you just joined in with um, People's Gas. Absolutely. And I'm stoked. I'm, I'm stoked to think. I mean, the urgency is real. 
and totally the is. opportunity yes for be a place that just transforms and in, in a whole other industry absolutely you know um, and, we, and we all have such you know particularly people of my generation we have historic this is the way things happen this is the way things are done mm-hmm. and as you know in your world everybody's redefining that every day every day we're so, we can't keep up so taking an industry like energy mm-hmm. and really trying to say it's going to change at that same rapid pace and we don't have to be the ones controlling it defining it and so those old days of right. putting up barricades right. I like and trying that. to slow things down open we're saying, architecture for energy open architect i don't know where it's going to take us mm-hmm. but i want to be a part of it in this region there's so many exciting things going on so why not partner right. with what's happening here exactly. and really help drive it and I encourage everyone to go to peoples-gas.com to really check this all out. There's so much on your website. Absolutely. To really make that your entry point Absolutely. as far as that goes. And more, we can't thank you enough for having us. No, this has been you. a great show. We appreciate thank all the you. work you guys put into it. Thank and you. we are pumped up because we're coming back next week. We have great. two shows. This is this is just part one of us oh, hanging out at the Energy Innovation That's Center great. with People's Gas. Yeah. And we couldn't do it without you guys. All right. So well, we I just love being a spotlight and all these great success stories happening exactly. here. So cool. very cool stuff. We'll be back next week. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org and go over to TechFuse Pittsburgh, pghtechfuse.com for all your tech news, our new media site. Very excited. we got podcasts there. we got breaking news. we got features, profiles. we got, got it all. Right. And then have yourself an awesome weekend. If you've been delaying that oil change, replacing those brake pads, or ignoring that check engine light, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and use your tax refund to take care of problems you've been putting off. Spend a little of your tax refund on your vehicle now and avoid costly repairs down the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.